Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Episode 70 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. Hump, we are back. We took a month off because, of course, football is over. But with spring, we have spring football, we have combines, we have pro days, and most importantly, the NFL free agency Kind of looking like the NBA. Some super teams are being created. People are going everywhere. Welcome back, Hump. How are you feeling? Dalton, I'm good. Uh, I'm ready to get back into the swing of things as far as walk-on radio goes. Um, you know, we kind of made a good business decision taking a month off because there's there's been so many things happen uh, since the last time that we got to talk to you guys. And uh, we've got a jam-packed episode, so let's get right to it. Uh, there, there's this, this should be a good one. Yeah, so starting off, let's talk about some Sam Houston Bearcat football. And the first thing is spring ball. This is a, kind of my time to shine. Normally, I let you take the reins here, but you know we've always talked about it. We, we've mentioned it in multiple episodes, but you're currently retired. You are no longer a Sam Houston athlete, and uh, you're having the time of your life. I see your stories on Snapchat. You are you're having a good time. I'm kind of jealous, but spring ball is underway. Uh, we have one week left. And uh, man, it's been a it's been a, a really wild run this spring, learning the new offensive of, co- of course with Coach Perry. But uh, I couldn't be more excited for the season. We got a really cool group of guys, a lot of young guys. Team looks really different, Hump. I know uh, you came to last week's uh, or not last week's spring break, but we had a scrimmage, and you were able to attend. Of course, you're always welcome in the facilities of Sam Houston. Uh, we always love having you. But you got a chance to look at the team from a from far view, from a fan's view. So for your first time looking at the new squad, how did you feel about it? I know things are different. Is it weird seeing the Bearcats? And you know a lot of them because you were still here. It's not like you've been gone for a long time. But is it weird for you knowing that a lot of the seniors, including yourself, are all gone? It's a brand new team. I would, yeah, I was going to say the biggest, my biggest take from when I came to the scrimmage two weeks ago was how different, uh, how different it was out on the field as far as personnel goes, and that's not just players, that's coaches. That's, I mean, there's a lot of coaches that I've never met. Uh, there's a lot of players that I've never met. Of course, there's still younger guys and and a couple guys my age that are still there, but. I would say a vast majority of uh, of the team is different. Do you you think that's fair? Yeah, and it's uh it, it's weird especially being like uh like I've said before being one of the old guys, but I think for me the weirdest thing is the coaching staff changes. Uh you know, you get so used to having the guys that you've been around like coach Cardi, coach Rogers, coach Archer, and all of a sudden it's a brand new squad, but I love the guys we brought in. Coach Perry is such a cool guy. What he brings in and the experience he has, especially on the NFL level, it's so interesting because, you know, of course we were kind of running like an NFL-style offense, and what he brings to the field and what he brings to the facility is we're running like an NFL. We meet as a group. We learn a lot of stuff. Film is so important. And so that's been a really cool thing. And then Coach Bassett, the offensive line coach, you know, being who I am, knowing that I'm more of a blocking tight end, I'm going to be on the line. I've been spending a lot of time with Coach Bass in the offensive line, and those are my guys. Uh, they call themselves the Flat Earth Society because they're flattening people left and right. So uh, I love being with those guys. It's such a cool deal, but it's just so new. And uh, this is our last week, and then we finally get to get the rest of spring off. We get, we're still doing strength and conditioning, but it's been fun. And, man, hump. We're playing A&M in a, in a few months, and that's going to be exciting. Of course, we'll get there when we get there, but – that's a little update on spring football. One thing that I do need to update is 
we finally completed our coaching staff, uh, Coach McGraw, who was our DB coach and special team coordinator, who me and Humped worked really closely with because we were both big special teams guys. He's on his way to Tulsa. He's, he's probably already there and now doing his thing. And uh, we've hired Coach Rocco, and uh, he's a great guy. He's our new st- uh, special teams coordinator. Excited for him. But, man, Hump. Do you have any good memories of Coach McGraw? Because I know that, like I said, we were really important with special teams, and especially you, and you had a bunch of special teams moments. But uh, how was it being with Coach McGraw? And uh, any, what was your favorite? I know the answer to this, but what was your favorite special teams memory? Oh, boy, favorite special teams memory. Uh, well, let me tell you, I'll tell you my, my, I wouldn't say favorite because it was, it was kind of a negative, I guess. But my most memorable Coach McGraw moment um, National championship run, playoffs. We we play against surely you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. We play against North Dakota State, okay? And it didn't go well, uh, special teams that game. We gave up gave up a punt return for a touchdown, a kickoff return for a touchdown, a block punt. Didn't didn't go well. Uh pretty much it was the only reason that game was close. Almost lost it for us. Uh, NFL prospect Christian Watson uh, really, really put our put his foot on our necks in that one. Special teams wise, uh, obviously we we did win that game, but but the special teams meeting after that game <laughs> was, uh, and I this is a family friendly podcast, but boy that was the that was the most harsh worded yelling outbreak from a coach that. I've ever heard in my in my four years at Sam Houston in my twenty three years of living that was the that was about the the most foul mouthed meeting I've ever been a part of. Um, a lot of wide eyes walking out of that meeting. <laughs> a lot of a lot of feelings hurt walking out of that meeting. But what I want to say about that is, fast forward to the next week, James Madison, and the only reason we won that game was because of special teams play. You had a fumble recovery. You had a block punt. You had a kick. You had a punt return for a touchdown. Who was uh, the fumble recovery? So to answer your your follow up question, <laughs> my favorite uh, Sam Houston special teams memory uh, came in a very very big moment, in, in, in a part of the comeback. Uh, I swooped in, got the fumble recovery. You guys have seen it, uh, but yeah, that that's one of my favorite memories ever. But that that meeting, and, and you know what I'm talking about, was was an experience to say the least. Yeah, Coach McGraw, he was definitely passionate about special teams and uh he let you knew he held you accountable, but he was still a really cool guy and he, and if he liked you, he really liked you. And uh so to talk let me let me interrupt you cuz you're not going to know this, but to talk about Rocco, Coach Rocco, he actually recruited me uh when I was in high school. He he was the he was the coach at TJC. He he recruited me. I've met him a couple times. Uh, I actually got recruited by uh, Tyler Junior College to play baseball and football. So I do know Co- Coach Rocco. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to, to talk to him. I hope he remembers me. I think he would, would remember me from uh, my Silver Springs days. But good hire uh, for Sam Houston. Uh, happy for him. That's, a, that's quite the step up uh, from, from JUCO to an FBS, an up-and-coming FBS program. So uh, I, I think that that's a good hire. Yeah, and cool thing about that, too, is uh, Jacob Kaner, one of the tight ends on the football team, uh, played for him at Tyler Junior College, so everything comes around. But... I didn't realize that Kaner went to TJC. Did yeah, where, 
Where did he go first? Because he didn't start there, did he? No, he started there. Okay. Because then, uh, he was transitioning from quarterback to tight end. Uh, so okay. not a lot of offers for okay. a tight end because he kind of knew where he was going to go. Went to uh, junior college, then ended up going to Tulsa. Now he's at Sam. Told, okay, so he went to TJC, then Tulsa. Yeah. Nice here. Okay. Well, TJC, uh, they they that's a good athletic program. You know, Jimmy Butler, basketball, he's an alum from TJC. TJC has won multiple uh, baseball national championships. Uh, and, and I know their football program is good as well. Well, man, Texas Junior College is big just... Big time. It's, it's big time. Really, and Blend, it, big time. I don't know if it's because a lot of other states' junior college is just not up to par and how big football is in Texas, but the junior college program in Texas is just insane. Whether it's kids that, that didn't feel like they get, didn't get what they wanted out of high school, wanted another chance, or people that come down after having some mistakes. Uh, either. Or, you're, you know, you're going to, I mean, in the state of Texas, with the abundance of athletes that, that we have coming out of high school, not everyone is ex, as academically sound as others. So they have, you know, bad ACT, bad SAT, whatever it may be. They go to JUCO for a year to, to get those scores bumped up, and then they get shipped out to big-time Division ones. Yeah, and we had plenty here. I know uh, Ethan Hagler from Blinn. Juan Henry, he's uh, he went from Jahari K is is a California yep. JUCO guy. Isaiah Woody, Downs, Woody Brandom, is a, tight end. Yeah, well, the thing is, Dalton, and I'll talk about this from my my opinion uh, on on JUCO. I wouldn't want to fill a roster with complete JUCO guys because there there is something special about having people that have been in the inside of the program for for three or four years. That that's how you build a culture, and that's that's a huge reason why. We were good enough to go to the national championship, but the holes that we had, you, you fill those in with with JUCO transfers and and FBS transfers. You kind of like puzzle pieces. I mean, without Jahari K, we we don't win the national championship. Uh, without without Joe Wallace, a, a transfer, we don't win the national championship. Uh, and so you've got situations like that, and that's why that's why JUCO is is a great thing. I think another thing too that adds up to that is. You've heard the horror stories of JUCO, and, and I've, we have a lot of our coaches play JUCO. Uh, like I said, Ethan Hagler, one of my good friends, uh, he's going to be my roommate next year. He's told me horror stories of junior college. So they really go through the nitty-gritty, and they come out of it uh, not only a better person but really grateful for the opportunities that they have. And so it's, it's a good opportunity, and we love having JUCO guys. But, uh, and I'm, I'm excited for Coach Rocco. For my special teams moment, you talk about that meeting – uh, and it was rough. It was rough for a lot of people. But uh, we had someone playing shield, which is, uh, you know, we have our punter, Mac McRobber, last year. The two guys that stand in front of him and kind of take the beating. Well, one of the guys made a couple mistakes and uh, ended up getting a, a punt block. And so Coach McGraw comes up to me and he's like, you're playing shield now. And, uh, you know, shield is, if you watch the it's NFL scary. or college, scary. they're normally offensive linemen or defensive linemen. And uh, so I ended up having to play shield and, and put my foot in the ground and take a couple shots. But I'm grateful for the opportunity. Coach McGraw is the reason I ended up traveling my sophomore year. Uh, he put me on punt. And my first ever play was at Piney Woods as a, as a shield or as a hip guy on punt. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity. And uh, Coach McGraw, he's going to do such good things. But, Hump, enough about spring ball. Let's talk some combine before we go into the pro day. And the big story is Zion McCollum, who had amazing combine numbers. So, Hump, talk to me about the combine. Not just Zion, but who else in your mind was a winner? Were there any disappointments? And uh, how is this fitting for the NFL? Well, uh, so first off, I'm a huge uh, NFL combine fan. I, I've been watching that for, for years now. And you, you guys know that I'm a, 
I'm a stats guy. I'm a numbers guy. Uh, so the combine, combine really gets my chili hot. So I, I watch that the the entirety of it. Um, I want to say that the biggest winners uh, in the in the NFL combine was the FCS as a whole. Uh, Zal McCollum, arguably the most impressive numbers top to bottom in the corner in the corner room or the corner position group. Christian Watson, North Dakota State, arguably the best numbers top to bottom in the receiver room. Pierre Strong, uh, really good showing uh, for, for running backs coming out of South Dakota State. Trevor Penning, that guy is is getting talked about as, as a top 20 pick in, in the first round. And so a lot of, lot of FCS love, uh, especially after the combine. But, yeah, man, it, it, it was super entertaining. You know, the, the f- most freakish thing that I saw in the combine – was Jordan Davis, the 6'7", 300-whatever, oh 340-pound defensive tackle from the defending national champs, Georgia Bulldogs, runs a 4.7840. That's terrifying. That is faster than Patrick Mahomes, Dalton. 6'7", <laughs> 340 pounds, brother. Yeah, I see that, and, you know, there's a reason he's at Georgia, and I'm at Sam Houston, but, you know, I'm 250 pounds. I'm definitely a lot lighter than him, and he's smoking me in a 40. I uh, I either need to work harder or do something, but you that could, is definitely... You, you don't think you're in a 4.78 right now? I don't think so. And, like, you know, it's funny because I've always talked about this. You look at someone like him, you're like, wow, that's a football player. And I kind of look at myself, and I'm like, you know, maybe maybe I'm not fit for Georgia. Maybe Sam Houston is the home for me. I'd probably... What do you yeah, think your you 40 gave, would be right now? Yeah, if you gave me... Well, can I train some? Can I get back to where I I'll was? Give you, I'll give you... Well, not that I'm just out of shape or yeah. anything. I, you know I work out. I'll, but you know how in, in the Combine and Pro Day, they have specific training for this stuff. Do I'll, I get that? I'll give you three months oh. of, of Combine-specific oh. workouts. Oh, I'm running... I'm running four... Four, five, two, maybe. Four, five, three in that range. Four, I, four, four, four five to four, five, five is what I'm running. I'm thinking for me with three months of training, maybe a four eight. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm better than Jordan. He's gonna smoke me still. Maybe four eight, four nine. I'm not a speed is definitely not in oh, my. You're not running a four nine. I don't. You're know. faster than that. I, I would hope so. I would hope so, especially with specific training for it. It'd be faster. But Who, okay, let me ask you this. So let's let's uh, we can get back to wherever you were going with that. But we've got pro day coming up. Sam Houston pro day. Dawn and I have got some stuff planned for that. We're excited to kind of kind of give you an inside look at how that works uh, at Sam Houston State. Apparently, all 32 teams are going to be in attendance. Obviously, with a guy that was at the combine in Zion McCollum, with a guy that that played in in multiple uh, All Star games in Jaquez Ezard, and just simply the fact that we won the national championship, you're going to bring you're going to bring attention to. So, you know, you got guys like. You got guys like uh, Jalen Thomas. You've got Tristan McCollum. You've got Joe Wallace, Jahari K, Isaac Schley. Uh, I mean, there and, and I'm I'm leaving out people, but the list goes on. There's going to be a lot of people competing. Who who are some guys, and and maybe what specific uh, testing event that that you think is going to pop off the page come Tuesday? Well, that's funny because that was going to be the next subject. Perfect. So let's that's let's, perfect. let's talk about it. I think. The one player in my mind that's going to not only surprise, it's, I don't, I wouldn't even say surprise, but his numbers are going to be crazy. Well, okay, wait, here's a, th- let's, let's disclaimer here. It's not going to surprise me and Dalton. Yeah. We, we, we've seen it for four years, but it gets on a piece of paper. The public sees it. Who, what's something that's going to pop? 
Joe Wallace. Okay. I think I, I think, I think Joe Wallace's uh, times are going to be really good. I think his his two twenty five rep is going to be really good. And this is a guy that didn't get any bowl game invites. Hasn't really gotten any. He's gotten accolades, but he was kind of our big run stopper. He was in the middle of the line while Jahari K was getting a lot of uh, stats and Trace Mascoro. But he did so much, and you talked about well, it, how I'll important this, he was. Not to take away anything from Jahari, absolutely none whatsoever, but I think a lot of Jahari's success was because uh, there was a lot of focus on Joe Wallace. 100%. And also Trace. Trace. And Trace. They, just all of them together, each having their own job. And that's also why Javon Leon was able to get a little he bunch of... He just ate it up. Because he he's the up. other guy yep. in the D-line. But yep. I think Joe Wallace is going to surprise a lot of people, and he's going to have a great... I could see him running an impressive 40. Yeah. You know, because he... He 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 lost he lost some weight the the fall the fall that we didn't play before the national championship he kind of slimmed up it was good it was it was good weight that he lost and he he stayed big but he something ticked in his head that semester uh, and, and so I, I, that's a great pick yeah and another guy for me and of course a little biased but my boy Isaac Schley I'm I'm excited I'm to see everybody's numbers me too. But, you know, Isaac has the build, you know, 6'5", 250. Cannot teach 6'5". You can't. No. And he's such a smart guy. And I feel like he, if he puts up the right numbers and you can get him into a room and talk football with him, you're going to see a guy that is brilliant in the game and knows what he's doing. And so I'm excited to see what numbers he gets because I know he's been working. He lives up in Colorado. He's been training up there. He gets to come back down. But, man, everybody, even Tristan McCollum, somebody who you have a brother that – puts up so many numbers and does his thing. They're identical twins. What, so. did I, what did I say weeks ago? If I'm an NFL team and I'm investing, and now, God, after the combine, what is Zion, a third rounder maybe? Yeah. I'm investing a third rounder on Zion McCollum. Why would I not, for pennies on the dollar, as far as the NFL standards go, bring in his brother, it's going to make Zion feel comfortable, and it's an identical carbon copy image yeah. of a guy you drafted in the third round. 100%. Bring him in. I mean, Tristan is a very, very good player. He just plays a different position than Zion. Corner is tough. Safety is a little different. But I, I, Tristan is going to test super well. Uh, his, his numbers are going to be very similar to what Zion's are. One guy that I want to bring up, okay, so Zion McCollum runs a four. What do he run, four, three, three? I think so, yeah. I've got one guy that could potentially run faster than that. I think I think Jalen Thomas oh, yeah. is gonna be rolling come Tuesday. He's gonna be flying. Absolutely rolling. Well we he is fast, fast. And you know, during spring ball, while once we're done and I go I'll go up to the, the weight room and, and roll out a little bit, get some stretching, and that's when the pro day guys come in and work with Coach Parker. And they've been working real hard, but Jalen, he looks good. Yeah. He looks ready to roll. And uh, I'm excited to see that time. And another name that we haven't talked about and you mentioned is Jahari. Of course, yep. Jahari, with the, with the season he had, from the story he kind of had from a guy that, you know, they kind of were a little worried about. Maybe he wasn't getting to where they wanted to have such a great offseason. Now he was a Buck Buchanan finalist, and he did so many good things. I'm excited to see what Jahari K can do, especially because he didn't get a lot of love like a lot of other players did. Well, we haven't mentioned the GOAT, Jaquez Ezzard. Of course. Uh, I mean, I, I am... I'm just excited for Jaquez because we know how incredible he, he is. You know, he's kind of been up and down this offseason. He was real high after the NFLPA Bowl, got, got, the, got the Reese's invite to the Senior Bowl, and really haven't, haven't heard a lot uh, out, of, out of that corner lately. But I, I, I think he's going to turn in an, an impressive pro day. I'm excited to see him. 
I haven't seen him since uh, the last game. Uh, and so definitely, definitely excited to, uh, to have the gang back. I would expect there's going to be a huge, huge crowd uh, at our approach. Well, at, is it uh, is it a public uh, event? I don't, I wouldn't call it public, but you need but like the pr- we can go. Yeah, yeah. Like like there's no issue if I come. Yeah, because uh, I know that I don't think uh, people no, it's outside. Not like a, yeah, yeah. It's not like that. But I, but if you're if you're with the program, yeah. you you can be there. Another player I want to mention, and uh, you know we're kind of shouting out everybody, but Reese Jordan, offensive lineman, uh, transferred from Texas State. He comes here for his final year. Reese is really versatile. He played center. Uh, all throughout Texas State, and he's a great center. He was an all-conference center in the Sun Belt. Well, he comes here, and we have Ethan Hagler, who is an amazing center as well. And so we needed to fit Reese somewhere because he can play ball. And so we put him at tackle. Now, this is a guy that he's not your typical tackle, you know. He's not your typical tackle size. He's he's a little bit shorter. He's not your 6'5", 6'6", guy. But he was able to go out there and play tackle at a high level for a guy that had to learn it in camp and then kind of run into it. So I'm really excited for Reese Jordan to, to put up some really cool numbers to see. I know his 225 is going to be high. He's going to look athletic. And, you know, rumor has it, Hump, and this is something I heard from Texas State before he got there. So I don't know what it's going to be now because you never know who, who looks at him now. But his final year at Texas State, the Dallas Cowboys were considering signing him for uh, training camp. And he ended up saying, no, I want to do one more year and put some more uh, film out there. So... I know the Cowboys just lost uh, Collins, Lyle Collins. So maybe Reese Jordan is a fit center guard. I don't know. But uh, I'm excited for Pro Day, like you said. We're going to do some special stuff, walk on radio. Uh, It's going to be really cool. Let's go back to the combine real quick. I just have one question. Uh, Quarterbacks. It seemed the quarterbacks, that's other the, than Malik. That's the big question mark in the NFL draft world right now. Yeah. So Malik Willis, major W. He just had his Pro Day today. And he looked really good. Uh-huh. But other than that... Kenny Pickett kind of falling off. A lot of the other quarterbacks falling off. Is this the weakest draft class quarterback wise that we've seen in years? Yes. Um, does that mean we're we're not going to get first round drafted quarterbacks? No, sorry. Uh, I've been studying the draft a lot. Uh, I, I been releasing mock drafts. You see it on my Twitter. I um, I've been really really in the books for the old for the old NFL. NFL draft uh, more more than I have in years, so I I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp on it. But there's certainly going to be quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Malik Willis is a first round lock. I think Kenny Pickett is still going to get drafted in the first round. Probably, you know, other than Carolina, you've heard you've heard some love out of Carolina. Uh, we're going to talk about all of that later. But he could be drafted to Carolina, but I, I think he falls a little bit. Uh, you know, of course, the other big quarterback names are Matt Corral, Sam Howell. Um, Desmond Ritter has been thrown around a little bit, but those are the kind of the consensus top five. With, in my opinion, Malik Willis is is the clear cut number one. Yeah, and uh, man, it's the combine and everything and the draft coming up definitely brings everything together. You talk about Christian Watson uh, in the FCS and how he shined. You know who he looks good for, and uh, I've been seeing him on. Packers looks good, Twitter looks good for another guy for another team too. And yeah, that's, that's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so I'd uh, love him. I would love to take him too. But uh, well, the Packers, gonna, boy, we we got a we're lot. Gonna, to, we're gonna get we into got it. a lot to dissect there, buddy. My final question. Uh, this is just kind of a random fun question that we had around the team. We were talking about you know the national championship season and uh, the season after that hump. Question for you: The Sam Houston defensive line of 2020 is that the greatest FCS defensive line? 
in the history of FCS. Golly. I, and just, I, and I, don't, I don't know well enough to really truly answer that, but I'm going to say it's up there. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. And just, just absolutely incredible. With P.J. Hall, Derek Roberson, maybe Joe Wallace, Jahari K., are we safe to call Sam Houston D-line FCS U. D-line U? I would say certainly over the last 20 years you can. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure North Dakota State or James Madison would have something to say about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the D-line uh, at Sam Houston has a history of uh, a lot of success. Yeah, a really cool deal. And uh, like I said, excited for everything, the future of these prospects, going to the NFL. Before we talk NFL hump, Got a little transition, and with a transition means we got a little ad. We gotta we gotta do our part for Believe Podcast Network. So Hump, if you would uh, take it away, let's hear what we got this week. Ooh, yeah, they. I, I love how all over the place they are because uh, <laughs> it, it's it's a wide wide range of of products. Well, let but... me tell you, every time we get a new product, it's something I consider buying. So okay, I, I'm really well, excited hey, that's, for this one. That is what it's for, Dalton. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These are these products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Man, all right. And the cool thing, the cool thing about that stuff is Coach Susanna, our uh, nutritionist, that's all what she's about. She gives us vitamins and things like that, and that's stuff I need to take home with me. And uh, I think that's a perfect device for me. The perfect uh, stuff that I need to start taking. I'm excited, Hump. That's a uh, Good read there. You did a good job. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that. That felt like a mouthful. Well, uh, let's roll in the NFL, and we got a lot to talk about. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to go by division. And uh, you know, not every team has done some crazy stuff, but I feel like almost every team has done something of importance. So hump, let's roll right into it. Starting with the AFC North, let's talk about it. Anything that is just blowing your socks off, boy. Um, you know, the big news there is uh, is coming out of Cleveland. We, we we finally have we finally have the verdict on uh, on Deshaun Watson and where he is going. Um, he is a Cleveland Brown now, Dalton. Man, so after that, so long, that saga is over. And what a crazy end of the saga! Did you think the Browns were even in the running? I, I did not. Uh, I really I really didn't consider the Browns until I had to consider the Browns. Uh, of course. You know, uh, there's still some question marks whether he's going to get suspended or, or miss any time at all, but he is now a member of the Cleveland Browns. Well, the thing, too, about the Browns, they also they get rid of Jarvis Landry, so no more Jarvis Landry. But they but, add Amari Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, they add Amari Cooper. How do you feel about that? I know we're going to talk about Cowboys in a little bit, but uh, that's... It's you, a good... We'll talk... Let me talk about it from the Browns' side. It's a good add. Uh, you know, they didn't really have a, a great go-to number one at the moment, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know that I love the Jarvis Landry let go, but I guess they had to, to clear up money for and Amari Cooper's monstrous contract, uh, but good for them. That'll be a good number one target for Deshaun Watson, especially, you know, they're going to be a run first offense with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, but the question I have for you, the big question for the Cleveland Browns is what's next for Baker Mayfield? Well, the Baker saga is crazy. So Deshaun trades happen. 
he releases a statement. It's talking about he loves Browns. He wants to be a Brown. That was before. That was before. We even know that Deshaun Watson's going to the before. Browns. How weird. It was just, it was a rumor that the Browns were meeting with him because Deshaun had full control where he wanted to go, right? Yes, because he, he had the no trade clause. Yeah. So he hears about that, makes his long letter, gets kind of clowned for it. But, you know, I like. Request liked... a trade. The Browns say, uh, we're not trading you. Yeah. And then, uh, but the crazy thing, too is the Browns said they wanted a more adult quarterback. So whether that was a shot at Baker, and I'm not, you've heard the jokes about getting Deshaun. But, man, I don't know. I don't think they trade him. I think he just ends the up being a backup is, for the Browns. The problem is, is it's so late in the process, okay? And I'm not saying that there aren't quarterbacks that Baker Mayfield is better than, okay? It, there, there are quarterbacks that I would not pick over Baker Mayfield to lead my team, okay? But at this point, the way I see it, you've got two quarterback vacancies in the entire NFL, okay? And, and you've seen me tweeting about it. I've been, I've been on top of things with, with a couple of other moves, but I see two vacancies, okay? Maybe three. We'll say three. Number one, the Houston Texans. But that's the maybe one because I think they're rocking with Davis Mills. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I think they're rocking with him. So we're not going to count that one. But the only other two vacancies are the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, right now all they have is Drew Locke. They, they traded away Russell Wilson. We're going to get into that. But all they have is Drew Locke. And number two, the Carolina Panthers, who, who right now all they have is Sam Darnold. Other than that, I don't see anywhere that Baker would get traded to. And the thing, too, and I think I know what the Browns are doing. It makes sense. I don't think they want to get rid of Baker until the case clears out. And because, it, because if Deshaun Watson is suspended for eight games, well, then Baker is a yeah. great asset. But, man, let me name a team for you, and okay. I think it's impossible. Okay. I don't think they would do it. And it also looks like this team is looking at a specific rookie out the draft. But what if Baker stays in the division, goes to the black and gold to Pittsburgh, and beats the team, joins the <laughs> that enemy. That would be a Baker move. It would be. But it looks I, like the Steelers are really high on Malik Willis. Key, Cleveland wouldn't do that. They, they, they wouldn't trade inside their division. That's, that's asking for trouble. Uh, I, you know, the Steelers, I guess, are rocking with Mitchell Trubisky. That's, Whoa. boy, uh, I think that there is a huge possibility they draft a quarterback, and, and it kind of becomes a – becomes a battle yeah and they also lose juju smith uh schuster who yep. goes to the chiefs we're yep. gonna get there we'll get there but uh the steelers they're in trouble but i think it looks like malik willis might be a potential uh steeler in terms of the ravens nothing big i don't think any ravens have been pretty fairly, quiet fairly quiet uh cincinnati are uh, building the wall they have gotten quite the offensive line they've they've done enough in free agency in the offensive line that if they drafted a non-offensive lineman in the first round, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I like... This is what Cincinnati has to do. It was obviously the main topic of discussion. Now, Hump, building the offensive line, can we see them go back? To the Super Bowl, of course. Dude, I, I am going to... Golly, Dalton. Because this AFC, me, and we're going to talk say, about the AFC as a whole. This is a going to be a you, Wild West shootout. You took it right out of my mouth. I think... I think outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Buffalo Bills, there is nothing for certain in the AFC. I think there are going to be some very good football teams left at home come playoff time. Yeah. So if you told me, hey, Ryan, the Cincinnati Bengals missed the playoffs by, you know, there's seven playoff teams. The Cincinnati Bengals finished ninth. I, I, I would believe that. 
uh, at right after the Super Bowl. Well, right after the Super Bowl, they were the fourth. They were given the fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Terrible bet. I, I you, okay. I, I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from what the Cincinnati Bengals did this year, but they they won they won six games in two years before this season. Okay, that didn't just magically go away. And I know that they're fixing the offensive line after an, an immediate. That's what they needed to fix after the Super Bowl. But I am not. I am not a just a end all be all Cincinnati Bengal believer. And if they miss the playoffs next year, take this as a I told you so. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with you, Hump. Uh, before we move on to the next division, let's say free agency stopped today. No more transactions. You want to do that? You want to do that for every division? Yeah. What you're about to say? Yeah. Okay. So give me uh, your pre early early end of year ranking uh, if if free agency was over and no more transactions are allowed. If Deshaun Watson plays, if he play, if let, let's say let's say he does get suspended, but it's only four games. Let's just say it's four games. Give me the Cleveland Browns. If it's six or eight games or ten games, I'll go the Baltimore Ravens as the division champs. What do you think? Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Browns one, Ravens two. Because don't sleep on the Ravens. Just because they haven't done anything crazy, they still have a great team. Lamar Jackson is is figuring it out. They they built it around him. They have the offense for him. Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the league. And then after that, give me the Bengals. But it's going to be a toss up. I think the Bengals still have a chance. But the course. Bengals could finish. They they could finish third and still make yeah. the playoffs. Absolutely. And then right now, I think the Steelers will make some good draft choices and maybe Malik Willis, like I've talked about. But right now, the Steelers, Mr. Biskey or that's Mason a great Rudolph. Division, though. Yeah, that's if the Steelers are your clear cut last place team. That's a solid division. Yeah. So next up, we have the AFC South. And really, the only team we need to talk, or the only two teams we need to talk about are the Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who Jacksonville Jaguars went crazy with free agency, just buying everybody. Tennessee had a couple couple moves. I'll bring it up. But. And then, of course, before, before we talk about those, I just want to bring up the Texans real quick. We're going to talk about them. This is their opportunity. The Deshaun Watson thing really ended up being a blessing in disguise. Obviously, you don't want to lose the quarterback that got you in a deep playoff run on a bad team. But because it didn't work out, whatever, that is what it is. You got a haul for Deshaun Watson. So, and I I know we've got Houston Texans fans listening. And I know you guys have zero faith in, in, in the Texans front office. But don't screw this up. Do not screw this opportunity up, okay? You get two great draft picks this year. You get two first-round draft picks the next year, and you get two first-round draft picks the next year. This is your chance. This is your chance, especially in a division that's not that great. It's not, it's not as good as the other divisions in the AFC. You have a shot that in four years, we might be talking about the Houston Texans being okay. Yeah, and this is my point on this. I like... Uh, what's the quarterback's name? Mills. Mills, yeah. Davis Mills. I like Davis Mills. I think he's good. He had a great end of the year. Showed if, a lot of promise. If at the he's end. your guy, you need to build around him. Don't make him a transitional quarterback and wait and pull somebody. You need to build around him now. And then, and if you're, if you don't believe in him, you either got to, let's say next year, cause there's going to be some good quarterbacks coming eventually. You're going to have to figure it out, but you have to build around your quarterback. Davis Mills showed a lot of promise. I think he has potential to be a great quarterback. He's not your new school style of quarterback that's going to run around, but he's going to throw the ball a lot. So let's build around him. Let's get some guys. Let's get some offensive linemen, some playmakers. And uh, the Texans have a shot to be really good, and I'm excited for them. Next up, let's talk about the Jaguars. Hump, 
They've bought a lot of people. They brought in a lot of players. Any player on the Jaguars is going to excite you. You know, Urban Meyer, all that stuff is gone. You've seen on the news. Uh, it's coming out. <laughs> it's been a mess. He's a mess of a, of a coach. But that's over with. Trevor Lawrence, he gets his team. Anybody that excites you for this next year on the Jacksonville team? Well, first off, uh, before we talk about the free agency moves, Travis Etienne, yet to make his debut. You know, he got hurt in preseason last year. Very excited about that reunion with Trevor Lawrence. But the Jaguars go out and get Christian Kirk. That's a good move. That's a that's a I think Christian Kirk can can be good there. Um the price tag on on Sir Christian Kirk <laughs> was about the worst contract um I've ever seen. You know uh, third, who was smiling? Devontae Adams was smiling when he saw that. Uh yeah, because he said, Oh, heck no. <laughs> twenty 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 two million. I think so. Did you see uh, twenty two million? You see Jalen Ramsey? He tweeted, uh, oh, yeah, say, "If I'm locking him up and he's getting that kind of money, I think I need to restructure." <laughs> oh, I mean, golly, brother! I don't, I don't. He might have been the third best receiver on the Cardinals last year, behind DeAndre Hopkins, and I guess you could argue AJ Green. Golly, I don't know. they see something that I guess other people Ooh, don't. Man, again, I, I think I think Jacksonville is going to improve this year. You know, they they've got the. Uh, they they've got the number one pick. Um, could they go offensive line? Perhaps what it's looking like. I think or an edge rusher. I think they're going to go Aiden Hutchinson. Really Not, over over Thibodeau? Yeah, Thibodeau man, Thibodeau's fallen. Uh, and, and we'll we'll have a when we get closer to the draft, we'll have a we'll have an NFL draft episode. Hey, last year, the way we did the NFL mock draft episode, did you control like the even teams? I controlled the yeah. odd teams, and we had a draft. Yeah. Let's do that again. That was fun. We got to switch it, though. Okay. Odd and even. We'll figure we'll, out. We'll figure out which one's Cowboys and which one's Packers and all that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I, I think I think Jacksonville's going to be much improved this year. But the big news, the big news, Indianapolis Colts. Yesterday, they acquired Matt Ryan. They traded away Carson Wentz to the Washington uh, Commanders. Commanders. Gross. Traded him away. It looked like it looked like you know maybe they'll get Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe they might get Baker Mayfield, but yesterday out of nowhere, Matt Ryan is the new Indianapolis Colts quarterback, making it the fifth quarterback in five years for the Indianapolis Colts. And we've been talking about this for a while. We knew Matt Ryan's time as a Falcon was coming to an end, but uh, I don't know how I feel about it. It's weird. He kind of fits what the Colts have wanted a quarterback: Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, now Matt Ryan. Not going to move around a lot. He's going to kind of stay in the pocket. Would you say that this is an upgrade over Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz? I say a downgrade from Phillip Rivers and upgrade from Carson Wentz. See, I disagree with you. Really? I, I I go major upgrade from Phillip Rivers and about the same as Carson Wentz when he was good. Now, you're not going to get the sloppiness that Carson Wentz brought to the table with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's going to be cleaner. But we're not going to get former MVP Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. No, I think those days are long yeah. gone, but I don't know that the Colts need that. You, you've got you've got a mega, mega workhorse running back in Jonathan Taylor. Great offensive line, great defense. I think you need to go out and get one more receiver, maybe draft one, put him on the other side of Michael Pittman, and the Colts are being it. They're, they're, a, they're a contender. I can go with that, but they've seen to do this where they Philip Rivers, Carson wants the guy that you don't need to do much, and it's not working out. So maybe you do need to have a workhorse a, a faster quarterback to kind of even out because now once Jonathan Taylor, when they stack the box, knowing that Jonathan Taylor is going to get the ball, now you have a quarterback that can kind of do everything and, and get it done. So. I thought it was Sam Ellinger, Tom. 
I was so I excited. Was. That would have been cool. He almost he almost had a shot too last season, know, but uh, they ended up Carson Wentz come came back. Only Tennessee move that was made. They cut Julio Jones and traded for Robert Woods. That's exciting. Robert Woods on the other side of AJ Brown with Derrick Henry in the backfield. I like it. Hump. I'm a big fan. Ryan Tannehill. What do we think? We think uh, you know it seems like now he's gonna he's still gonna be the quarterback. I feel like Tennessee was the worst number one seed ever last year. I had zero yeah. confidence in them, zero, and they were the number one seed without half the season with Derrick Henry. I uh, I like the Titans. You know, I've always talked about how I'm uh, one of my favorite podcasts, busting with the boys. Taylor Wands the tackle for the Titans. So I've always been a Titans guy. I watch them more than I, I need to. But you're right; they kind of disappoint me. And I don't know if Tannehill's necessarily the guy, but he's going to have a few more years with them. Hopefully, Robert Woods can get it done. But right, right now, today, Tennessee or Indy? Uh, Indianapolis, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go Indianapolis. I'm biased because it's kind of been my watching, my secondary watching team because of Jonathan Taylor. But give, give me Matt Ryan and the Colts this year to win that division. Yeah, give me the Colts. Right now. I think my order would be Colts, Titans, Texans, Jaguars. Okay, just to be... Annoying. I'll go Colts, Titans, Jaguars, Texans. <laughs> Next up, we have the AFC East and uh, Hump. Not Dolphins making moves. Bills don't necessarily need to. Patriots. Nobody wants to play for the Patriots and Jets. <laughs> nothing crazy. So let's talk yeah, about the AFC kinda... East. Anything. The Dolphins. How do we feel about the Dolphins? New coach. The the crazy uh, ooh, genius the from San Francisco. Yeah, I, and I, I will say the the stuff I've heard of that out of that guy, that's pretty exciting. He he's he's a different fellow for sure. Uh, I know from a fantasy football standpoint, I'm excited for Jalen Waddle. Uh, I just man, I don't have a lot of faith in Tua. You you if you if you're a walk on radio listener, you know that from the start, I haven't had a lot of faith in Tua. Uh, so I don't don't see the Dolphins doing much. Uh, I, I think they'll be fine. Uh, they're going to be better than the Jets, but. You know, I think the Jets, they're going to have they have two top 10 picks. I think if they hit good on those, that that might go a long way. Neither of those teams are as good as the the Patriots and the Bills. I again, I am so high on the Bills. I am so high on Josh Allen that I mean, right now today I would pick Buffalo to to make it to the Super Bowl this year. And what's going on with the Patriots? They they're they're bringing in people, they're bringing in interviews. I know they brought in Leonard Fournette, didn't work out. It seems like and I don't, I don't want to say it like this, but it seems like nobody wants to go to New England. Do you think that the Patriot way and Bill Belichick, the hype since Tom Brady left, is just kind of dying out? I don't know, man. I don't know the answer to that um, because, you know, they showed a lot of promise this last year. They made the playoffs uh, after, you know, they got a rookie quarterback. Uh, Mac Jones has a lot of promise. I think, I think he can be a successful NFL quarterback for a while, uh, but... Obviously, the Patriots have such a winning pedi- pedigree that, you know, why wouldn't you want to play there? But you're right. No one, no one's going there. So you really just got to hope that the Patriots do well in the draft. I, I definitely think there are a lot of signs pointing that the Patriots are going to draft a receiver. You know, maybe Jameis Williams, maybe Chris Olave, maybe Traylon Burks. Uh, but they, they got to add some playmakers if they want to compete with Buffalo. Yeah, and sad news for the Patriots. Uh, Alvin Legend, Gunnar Olszewski, uh oh, ended up yep. – they didn't pick up his contract – 
Uh, but good news, and we didn't talk about it, he's going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, two years, $4 million contract. So Gunner's still in the NFL. Not, not going to complain about $4 million. Yeah, and uh, is he going to be the, their number one receiver? Probably not. Is he going to be their all-pro punt returner that, like he was in New England? Probably. So good for him. Glad he went to Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, it's always fun to see someone from Alvin, someone that I played with, uh, to be out there doing his thing. But Hump, kind of easy. Are we both agreeing Bill's number one? By, by a long shot. Yeah. yeah. Bill's, Patriots. Heavily. Then... And right now, Miami Dol- over the Jets. Dolphin, Dolphins over Jets. Yeah. And then uh, finally, we have the AFC West, which... The AFC death. The division the AFC of death. best. They, whatever nickname you come the up wild, with. The wild, wild west. I would argue to say that as far as a superstar name goes, this is the greatest division of all time. Yeah. This was, this was the NFC West last year. And better. Yeah. This is better. What is going on with the West? Boy. Everyone this is, wants to go this West a little bit. The gold rush. This is crazy. So let's talk about it. We got a lot to cover here. Is this going to hurt a little? One, one particular, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to hurt. hurt. Let's, let's start with the Broncos. We'll go in order. I got a little picture here showing me the teams. Broncos are first. And boy, did they get themselves. And we saw it coming. But I still, we saw it coming, but I still didn't we see it coming. We saw it coming, but when it happened, I was shocked. I called my dad. I was like, dude, no lie. Maybe the biggest trade in the last decade, right here. So, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. It just sounds weird. Wow. The end. Is he pulling a Peyton Manning? Is he going to be able to ride off in the sunset? He's got a great no, no, apparently, offense around listen, him. Apparently, apparently. Did he say 10 years? 10 years he's still playing. Yeah. I call major BS on that. But, I, you know, he's, he's in good health. I would say he's probably got four or five more years. He, he, could, he could play as long as, or almost as long as Brady. And what a squad he's got with him. Oh, buddy. I think uh, you draft some offensive linemen. Yikes! We're gonna finally, we're gonna finally find out who's Jerry Judy, who's Cortland Sutton, and Javante Williams is Uh-oh. gonna be some type of monster. Oh, buddy! Fantasy football owner Ryan Humphreys was elated to hear the Denver Broncos signed Russell Wilson because that is stonks from my boy Javante Williams. I think uh, at the pro day. If uh, when we when we see our boy Isaac, we'll have to give him a little, a, yeah. a quick short video, our, seeing what he thinks. He's the uh, Denver Bronco correspondent. I know of, he's uh, excited. Walk on radio. Oh hell yeah, he's excited. But, but here's the crazy thing: we talk about the AFC best. Even with Russell Wilson coming to the Broncos, they still could be last. Golly, that isn't that something <laughs> crazy. I, I I still think that Vegas is not as good as the other three, but again. They definitely could be last. The Kansas City Chiefs could be last, yeah. okay? I said that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills are, are the two for sure things in the AFC. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. This division, that is six games guaranteed against high-level, unbelievable star power competition. So next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Nothing crazy. They do sign Juju Smith, Juju. which is big. Hump, is this the best offense in the NFL? Does does Juju bring an elite play to Kansas City who already has great playmakers? I don't like the running situation in Kansas City. Clyde Edwards Edward. Edward. is pretty disappointing. Uh, but it's certainly up there. Obviously, it's up there. Yeah, you still I, got the, the same playmakers, same stars. Oh, yeah. Um, 
God, this division offensively is just unbelievable. Is this the Big 12 of NFL? Is, yeah, and then you look across, and it's Joey Bosa and and Chandler Jones and J.C. Jackson and, and Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack, Chandler, good I Lord. Yeah, Lee, it's unbelievable. Yeah, KC, they, they're going to be good. Boy, I, I would say that Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother Jackson Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany Mahomes, that is – that is a TikTok-making crew right there. That is going to – boy, social media is going to have a, a trip with that one. So next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, and this is a team that we, – we love the Raiders. We've always been good with them. We've supported them uh, even at their You've lowest been high time. on the Raiders. Always. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if I should uh, – <laughs> I don't know if I could support them anymore. They, uh, they acquired Devontae Adams. Uh, hey, I was in Vegas. I was headed to the airport in Vegas when this happened. Man. Yeah. It has, so you got to see? Did you just get to look at the Death Star or like? Yeah, yeah, you well, in the yeah area? I, saw I saw it. How cool is it? It's awesome. It's, it's just awesome. right. Is it right there? Yes, right when you get off. Man. Right when you get off the planet, it's right there. I'm not gonna lie. If I was in, you know, eventually maybe I'll be an NFL prospect. Got two years left. Maybe I'll be in the in the running. L. A. For a fullback, of course. Yeah, L. A. and Vegas, probably the two places. But well, you're, you're Mr. Movie. So. I was talking to uh, our 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 guy Mike Reed. And his wife is a is a is a Raider fan. But here's the thing: you have to be a real mature adult to go to Vegas to be a player, well, especially with everything. Let me tell you what: um, you are exactly right, brother. <laughs> you it, there is a lot in Vegas to do. I, I had spring break there, had a blast. March Madness was going on. I had too much fun. Uh, so living there, no thanks. Yeah. So Devonte, he uh, Packers offered him more money to stay in Green Bay. And he said, no, he wanted to be a Raider. How does that feel? It sucks. We'll talk about the Packers. Yeah, well, it, Let's it stay sucks, on the Raiders. But uh, going to play with his college uh, uh, teammate, Derek Carr. What a get. Darren Waller. Vegas. Hunter Renfro. Max Crosby. Chandler Jones. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. The Raiders are in it. The Raiders are, the Raiders are right there. Yeah. So, great sign. Okay, Raiders Nation. That, we've, given, we've given Derek Carr... Everything. This he is it. If he doesn't get this done, then maybe you're right. That was the next question. Is yeah. he gone after this year if they disappoint? If he disappoints. Well, Devontae Adams might keep him around now since they're their buddy buddy, but I don't think he's gonna disappoint. Yeah. Uh, I don't what does disappoint mean? Because if they if they don't win the Super Bowl, is it a disappointment? That's not fair. And I think that's gonna be the tough thing now with getting Devontae and being God, in the, the AFC's good, Dalton. I feel like not making playoffs is a disappointment for them, and that's gonna be hard to do. It's so tough, dude. It's so <laughs> tough. And then finally, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. Big news, Khalil Mack. And uh, it's funny because he's, uh, he's the same age as a lot of elite players still. It just had a couple rough seasons, injuries. But Khalil Mack is a Charger next to Joey Bosa. Justin Herbert, he's going to win that MVP. Now, Hump, we know Oof. the Dalton curse. Every team that oh, I support, boy. the you, next you, year, you they're the elite. Cardinals. Picked the Cardinals two years ago. Chargers this last year. Who's it going to be this year, Dalton? Have you made your pick, or you're still the jury's still out? Is this? I'm gonna save it because okay, I have okay. a couple options. We, we've got we've got plenty of episodes yeah. left. NFL preview episodes going to be in a couple months. But the Dalton curse means the Chargers going to be elite. They get Khalil Mack. So Hump, with all this, I want you because you've just been picking your winner. I've been going order. I want you to order the AFC West in standings. This is a tough one, man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh, golly, Dalton. I, I mean, I'm telling you, it's the best division I've ever seen on paper. Of course, we'll see in a couple months what it looks like. But on paper, it's it's freaking incredible. Uh, and from a fantasy football standpoint, my gosh, there's going to be just 
uber amount of points in this division. But here's my ranking. Coming in at fourth, we're gonna we're gonna make this dramatic. You want to go one at a time, like no, we like deal. Perfect. Okay, bet. Coming in at fourth, give me the Las Vegas Raiders. Not because they had a bad year, but because they had an atrocious schedule. Ready for this? Yeah. Coming in fourth, <laughs> Denver Broncos. Oh no! What happened? What what what? Where'd they go wrong? They got a tough division, man. <laughs> Russ didn't. Cook. I think. I think. And this is our thing. <laughs> Russell Wilson MVP first uh. five games. Regular Russell Wilson. So okay. is he going to shine? Maybe he's still got a young crew, but this is a tough division. Give me the Broncos at four. At third. But making the playoffs, disclaimer, they make the playoffs, the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. At third, making the playoffs, the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Okay. In second, of course, making the playoffs, if the third team also made the playoffs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoa. Whoa. At second, making the playoffs, the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, I, number, think, and, I think it pays off. Okay, okay. And number one, I, I'm, I'm all in on this. I'm all in on this move. I love, I love what Denver is trying to do. They're going all in. They're trying to pull the Los Angeles Rams. Screw the draft picks. We don't need them. We want Russell Wilson. Get the ball to our playmakers and hand the ball to Javante Williams. <laughs> Denver wins the division this year. I'm going Chiefs. Safe pick, boring pick, boo-boo, boo, I know. Boo! But barely. They win <laughs> yes. the division barely. Hanging on by a thread. I'll say there were times last year where you and I went, I think the Chiefs are done. Yeah. We were wrong, of course. Yeah. But, but this isn't their division. This isn't their division to lose. We'll say that. 100%. Let's move on to some NFC talk. First up, we have the NFC North. Uh, the Vikings re-signed Kirk Cousins. The Vikings. Let me talk about the Vikings real quick before I go on the Packers. <laughs> Zadarius Smith. They kind of sniped y'all. Zadarius Smith leaves the Packers. He, he left with some grief. He was mad he wasn't named captain. He was mad he wasn't getting the credit he felt he deserved. Thinks he's going to go to the Ravens, where he came from. Didn't work out. He goes to the, the Vikings, says, I feel home. Welcome. I'm finally home. Vikings, blah, blah, blah. And I saw a tweet, and it was like it was like a somebody pretending to be a play-by-play announcer, and he was like, second sack of the day by Zadarius Smith. He takes down Aaron Rodgers. He's celebrating. Score 35-13, Packers <laughs> ahead. I'm glad you're home in Minnesota. You're still going to lose. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Well, okay, 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 okay. Listen, we're going to do this. We're going to do it differently than we've ever done it. Usually, okay. when we talk about the Packers, you lead off. I kind of interject. When we talk about the Cowboys, I lead oh, off. You interject. I see where we're going with this. I'm going to take the Packers tonight, gotcha. and I'll let you have the Dallas Cowboys. Gotcha. Just for just for just for change. Oh, you're going to love my Cowboys. Well, you're going to love my Green Bay talk because <laughs> I got a lot of choice words for that, buddy. Okay, first off, you re-sign Aaron Rodgers. Good old yes, Lord. Aaron Rodgers. I will say, a month before it happened, I would have said no way in hell he is coming back. A week before it happened, I was like, okay, kind of all signs are pointing that he's going to stay, and they're they're going to try this again. Aaron Rodgers, selfish. Jerk, douchebag, Aaron Rodgers, okay? You know what all the great ones did, Dalton? What the Tom Brady's did to win Super Bowls? They don't take some highest-paid contract in the history of the NFL, okay? Because they want they want pieces around them. You know what Aaron Rodgers did? Highest-paid player in the history of the NFL. Boo, okay? Shows what type of man he is, okay? But you think, all right, Green Bay's going to give it to him. They're going to do everything they can to to get the best what was it? How many years was it? Five? Four? Four. Four years. You figure, all right, for two years, Green Bay is going to do everything they can to win a Super Bowl. Everything. Okay? Probably have all these plans in place. 
all of these, all these, uh, you know, different things happening, making sure that they're able to keep the guys that they have on their roster, the best players that they have on their roster. They invest all this money into Aaron Rodgers just to lose the biggest, best complimentary piece of the whole dang puzzle. Devontae Adams is gone. So you've done all this all in, knowing that five years from now, it's going to be doomsday level, doomsday <laughs> level defeat for the Green Bay Packers organization, and you can't even keep Devontae Adams. So what that tells me is that they did all of this work, put all of these chips in a pile for Aaron Rodgers with no plan, with no plan. They just they, they wanted to keep Aaron Rodgers in hopes that he could throw to you and I and get the job done next year. And you're lucky that the Green Bay Packers are in such a crappy division. The Lions suck. The Bears suck. The, the Vikings are incredibly mediocre. They will win the division next year with Aaron Rodgers alone. But we're going to see the same dance. They're going to disappoint in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to get it done because he doesn't have anybody to throw to. Now, of course, they can make some noise in the draft. They've got two first-round draft picks. But that ain't going to be enough. I, I'm calling it right now. Green Bay, disappointing, disappointing 2022. You know, That's what I had to say about the Packers. You know, I, uh, I understand where you're coming from. But here's the problem. You know, I feel like you were getting berated right there. No, I, in- I, I deserve it. It's been, a, it's been a wild free agency. You know what's <laughs> funny, Hump, when you say that? You know what's funny when you say Aaron Rodgers wants to throw it to me and you? The funny thing about that is he could throw it to me and you and still win an MVP. Because you've seen the receivers behind Devontae Adams. They're not good. Randall Cobb is not the same player he was. Uh, Valding Scantling can only run straight. He can't run any other kind of route. Uh, We have a rookie behind him. And then we have our two-headed running back. Now, on terms of your Devontae Adams slander, you know what's funny about that, Hump, when you say that? We had the deal. We had the deal there. It was more than what the Raiders offered. We were going to make do with the punishment of not having the cap space for it. And he chose not to go to us. And we had everything wrong. What we does that Rogers. say about Aaron Rodgers, though? I don't think it had to do with Aaron Rodgers. I think. What does it say about the Green Bay Packers? It had to do with something. Devontae has always wanted to play for the Raiders and with Derek. I think it was he wanted to go there more than he wanted to stay here. I don't think it's a shot at because it's Green Bay. I think he just wanted to go somewhere else. But the fact that Rodgers knew the Rodgers knew that Devontae was leaving and he stayed. That's loyalty. He didn't take he took a big contract, but he could have taken a bigger contract. He took a cap. He could have taken a bigger contract. He could have. He took the biggest of all time. He took He took the literal most expensive contract in the history of the NFL. Yes, but the structure around the contract is cap friendly. Cap friendly, and you know, you know what you know what the term cap friendly means <laughs> because Twitter does not know what the term cap friendly means because I'm tired of seeing it with in regards to the Dallas Cowboys because cap friendly Dalton and if you could see me right now I'm putting in quotations you do have air that quotes. just means crap in five years that means oh crap we've spent too much money oh yeah and we have to pay it doesn't just disappear 100 Twitter and, thinks that but it doesn't and in five years you're right oh when Rodgers right. is gone we're gonna have a long transition decade it 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 joys me <laughs> it joys me that you guys took a first round quarterback Aaron Rodgers went on to win two MVPs you've now signed him to the most expensive four-year deal in the history of the NFL all with that first round quarterback you've drafted 
basically never playing it down. <laughs> I, do, I love it. I do feel I bad for it. Jordan Love. How many first-round receivers have you guys taken? Zero. Okay. You think they'll take one this year? Oh, they better. The they pro- better. <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> Rodgers will leave. He will do so. He will <laughs> yeah. okay, and that's the thing. Like, is there any worry that he retires? Uh, randomly? I, maybe after one maybe year? Maybe randomly, but he's he's gotten a lot better relationship-wise with and, you know, I'm not there. I can't really say or not. But what I've heard is he's done a lot better. Their relationship's a lot better. Uh, he has good friends on the team. You know, uh, David Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb. Truthfully, Don, I want you to look me in the soul and tell me, can the Packers win the Super Bowl this year, yes or no? Yes, I still think we can. Because, let me, let me explain why. Devontae, last year, there were like four or five games he didn't play. And those games, Rodgers still threw for 300. And I think... If we get in in my draft, my mock draft, I have us taking Chris Olave. If he doesn't go before, if we can get Chris Olave, I'm excited for him. He's a good guy, and and free agency's not over. And there's some big names out there: Jarvis Landry, OBJ, and here's a, here's another one. He's not a free agent. DK Metcalf. There's been some rumbling rumors now that Seattle's kind of looking a little rough. Maybe we get DK. That's a good. I pick. can see Julio Jones too. Maybe Julio. He's yeah. he's old, but he's still got it. Oh yeah. I'm not worried. I think uh, here's the thing too. Deshaun, Deshaun's contract is 230 million, all guaranteed, all guaranteed. Rogers is a little bit different. Not all of it's guaranteed. If it's structured throughout the years, in five years we're screwed. But in four years we still have plenty of space. We're still we're not where we sh- we need to be. We're still in good place. We're gonna be fine. Everybody relax. Devontae's gone, but we still have the two time MVP. Gonna make it three. Wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, me being not being an asshole, I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to win the division. And also, too, the NFC right now terrible, awful. It's terrible. So and that's good for the Packers. Before Brady came back, it was Rodgers. It was Rodgers versus everyone else. Now Brady's back. Now that whole conversation changes. The NFC's weak right now. It is all AFC. So give me the Packers. Do I think they're going to make the Super Bowl? Maybe. It's going to be a tough battle. Uh, you know, you still have the Rams, maybe the Niners. I don't know. Not the Cowboys. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But Packers win this division. Everybody else sucks in that division. Let's move on. We still got to talk about the, the other uh, divisions. Next up, we have the NFC South. Man. Oof. The only big. the it might big, be the worst division in football. Biggest news is Brady's back. And now everyone's we, re-signing we, with the Bucks. Walk on Radio has been off so long <laughs> that not only, not only did Tom Brady retire, but now he's back. Yeah. And, and we... I mean, golly. He took care of the kids for did it two make weeks. You mad? And, uh, it did make me mad. He got an argument with his wife and said, nope, I'm going back to work. It does make me mad, but uh, it's good for the Buccaneers. The Saints had a chance to get Deshaun. Didn't work out. They, they just signed Jameis Winston for two years, so he seems to be their guy. Yeah, okay. Oof. Yeah. Not, the, not exciting. Panthers, they need, to, uh, they need they, to find a quarterback. I think they have blatantly made it known that it ain't Sam Darnold. Yeah. It's It's... Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, or I guess Jimmy Garoppolo. Hump, let me say something, too. I, uh, I'm going to predict that Christian McCaffrey is not a Panther by the end of the free agency. I will jump on that bandwagon as well. I think that that – God, what if they traded – surely they wouldn't trade him to the Niners to Ooh. get Jimmy. I mean, uh, the Niners, Raheem Moser just went to Miami, followed his coach. They've got Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon, and that's it. Yeah, and I guess Debo Samuel kind of. Yeah, I guess. That'd be cool. That would be cool. That'd it be sucks cool. for Christian McCaffrey. He's he's kind of falling off. But it's like and injuries. It's, but it's like, 
one of the best abilities is availability. Yeah. He doesn't ever play. Yeah. Take it from a guy that was a fantasy football owner. He never plays. And then finally, we have the Falcons Oof. rebuild. They're in rebuild mode. So do they? Is there is there a chance they draft a quarterback at eight? You know, I think they, they have Mar- to. Well, they signed Marcus Mariota. Are they just biting the bullet? I think and, he's a back. I think he's a veteran backup. I'm already they- hearing bust. <laughs> lose so lose all lose all your games for Bryce Young next year. I'm already hearing you that. You think Bryce Young's going to be a good NFL quarterback? Well, he's a good college quarterback. Yeah, he's a good college quarterback. But you know, he's that- also in. You know, he's a he's in Alabama. Big of course, we need to watch another year. Yeah, I don't know. The Falcons have got a couple of years to rebuild. Hump, Buccaneers versus Buccaneers everybody else. by a billion in this one. Now, right. now, wait. Let me say this though. I think Tom Brady's great. Okay, I'm not necessarily saying he's done either, but I'm telling y'all, maybe it's this year, maybe it's not, maybe it's next year, maybe it's the year after, maybe it's when he's fifty. I don't know. There will be a day that Tom Brady is not the same. And I and we are closer to that. We're closer to that than we've ever been. I, I don't. I just golly, man. I, I know that I know the Buccaneers. They've got a lot coming back. They're in a crap division, an absolute crap division. But one day we're gonna wake up and Tom Brady is not gonna be the same Tom Brady. I don't know when it is, but it, maybe it's this year. Yeah, and it, and even though the Buccaneers are bringing a lot of people back. You know, Gronk's is out. He retired. Uh, a couple of their offensive linemen has gone to the different – I know one went to – one retired, one went to the Bengals. It's a different team. NFC's bad, buddy. Yeah. It's bad. So, Buccaneers, everybody else, the order doesn't really matter. Let's move on to the NFC East. My turn with the Cowboys. Let's talk Let's talk about the other teams, and then I'll let you get okay. your Cowboys rant. Washington, uh, they had Carson Wentz. What do you think about that? Okay. I, it's an I think he, I it's think an he's a – I think he's a transitional quarterback for them. I think really? maybe a one or two year guy. Then they're going to find somebody else. I'm not heavy on. Could him. they draft a quarterback in the draft? Not there's this a lot. Of, there's a lot of if ands and buts. I think they wait. I, I think they too. wait till next year too. or a year after that. They're going to find a guy. The Commanders. They're going to be cool. The jerseys going to be cool. They're I know you don't cool. like them. Disgusting. I like them. Uh, did you see? Did you see Carson Wentz in his yellow? His yellow suit for his that press had conference to be from North Dakota looked like State. mustard. Yeah. And people were clowning him. Yeah. The Commanders. Okay. The Giants. Anything crazy? I don't don't know of anything. Eagles, nothing. Nothing. Cowboys, nothing. nothing. This is so. The, here's my turn Here with Cowboys. Go. Here you go, Dalton. And I can't even like big give you a big rant because y'all haven't done anything. You're opening up cap space. You have availability. And you're not really making any moves. And here's the thing: you're not gonna like this, but you get rid of Amari for a fifth and a sixth. That's it for a guy that's he's an elite receiver. He's one of the best route runners in the game. And that's all you get him for? All that just so you can pay for a running back that it shouldn't even be your starting running back. I know you love Zeke. He's your guy. You know, I loved Eddie Lacy at the time for the Packers. But sometimes you just got to let him go. I think, I think it's time to trade Zeke. I think you can get some big players out of Zeke. I think Tony Pollard's your guy. I've said it, and I know you don't like that statement. You still have a great receiving core. You have Tony Pollard. Maybe you keep Zeke and have the two-headed uh, running back group, have him be your power back, your third down back. But it's time for him. He's either got to fix that contract, restructure, or he's got to go because he's just taking up space and you're in Jerry Jones' big bank of money. Dak Prescott, I think he's okay. I don't know if he's going to be your Super Bowl winning quarterback, but uh, I still think he's got you know four or five more years with the Cowboys as long as he keeps playing the way he is. You lose Lyle Collins. Uh, your offensive line does need some some restructure. I think some drafting will help with that. 
defense. You resign. I think you resigned Dexter Lawrence, right? Uh, to a to the Marcus Lawrence. The Marcus yeah. Lawrence. Yep. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, apparently, Vander Esk is on his way out, which sucks. But rumor is. Bobby Wagner wants to and is going to be a Cowboy. Uh, I can't confirm that, but you know rumors on Twitter are always going around. I think that's a good move. He's a veteran a guy. Is he going to be your, your – uh, I don't know. I, he'll be your starter. He'll be your main guy calling plays and stuff. Is he going to be the playmaker that you need, the star player to fix this defense? I don't know. Uh, secondary, still a little lackadaisical. You have Diggs who did a really good job. You have a lot of things you need to fix, and you're not doing it. And I don't know if that's a Mike McCarthy thing, if it's a management thing, but you have money. You have the, the name, the brand of the Cowboys. People want to play for the Cowboys, and you're just not making many moves. And I don't know why that is. And it'll be your time after to explain what you think's going on. But you have pieces. You need to fill them. I didn't like what you got out of Amari Cooper. I think you could have gotten more. I think Pollard needs to be the guy. Either use Zeke as leverage to trade or figure something out. But you have stuff you need to fix, and you're not doing it. Hump, that is all I got to say. Didn't say anything mean. Just telling the truth. You went lied on me. I did. You went lied on me. But because there's there's a lack of effort right now in the free agency for the Dallas Cowboys. But let me let me let me ask you this: even with all of that, even with the with the pieces we've lost, Amari Cooper, Lael Collins, Randy Gregory, are the Dallas Cowboys still a top five talent roster? Yeah, and because how and I say bad, talent, and I'm not saying a team. You don't yeah. have to answer that. Talent. And how bad the NFC East is and the NFC as a whole, you have talented enough players where you can squeak by and win some games here and there and still make the playoffs. Well, I think I, I don't really, to me, even not being biased, I, there is no shot the Cowboys don't win the division. No. And it's a crap division. Yeah. But there, there, there's, no, there's no way and there's no scenario where the Cowboys don't, don't win the division. It would take a Dak Prescott injury to not win the division. I agree, and I'm, I'm. That's not me saying all oh, the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, but they are going to win the division. I, I on this day, I guarantee they win the division. Uh, let me, let me, let me address some of the things you said. The Amari Cooper thing, you know, the tr- I don't. A lot of people didn't understand the the what we got returned for him. We had already made it very public that we were going to release him. Uh, so it, you know, I think it was a Monday or a Sunday that we traded him and. Maybe Wednesday of that following week, we were going to have to pay him $20 million or something. So we really, it was either get nothing or get a fifth and a sixth round draft pick. That's fine. Um, you know, I, I, Amari Cooper, when he was great, when he was doing, when he did things well, he was awesome. Uh, a great Dallas Cowboy. Now, the problem with Amari Cooper that I had where there were so many times where I would look up and go, huh. Where, where's Amari Cooper? What? What? He just faded. He would just. He would just kind of disappear in big games. And I think last year. Last year it was the first time that it was very, very obvious that Ceedee Lamb was the best receiver on this Dallas Cowboys roster. Uh, so I, I, to me, it's time for Ceedee Lamb to shine. Uh, if CD goes out and has a, you know, hundred catch, twelve hundred yard year then he kind of makes the Cowboys look like geniuses, uh, getting rid of Amari Cooper's contract. Uh, I like that we brought Michael Gallup back. I wish we could have gotten Cedric Wilson. Thought he was a great number three. But I do like the James Washington signing. Uh, he, he was a Pittsburgh guy in recent years. You know, to talk about, first off, oh, and before I get to the Zeke conversation, Randy Gregory moving on, 
I think a lot of people were really. Oh high. yeah, he had a didn't he? He was about to sign with y'all. He signed with the Cowboys, and then he didn't sign with the Cowboys, and then he signed with the Broncos. Yeah, was it, it was more weird. money or was no, it? No, it was like contract wording. Uh, hmm. But here's the thing, Dalton. He he's a fun player, and he was certainly a fan favorite because boy, you'd have thought that the Cowboys released, you know, just Jesus Christ himself. Troy <laughs> uh, Aikman. God, I mean, it was unbelievable. The guy, the guy played his career high in games last year. You want to know what that number was? Career high, twelve games was his career <laughs> high. That's that's what we're putting all of our faith in. Yeah, I mean, dude, the dude's been suspended multiple times. He has a marijuana problem. Well, uh, you know, he probably saw Denver and uh... Dalton. It's not that big of a loss. Okay, <laughs> his per game statistics. Not that impressive. He's a fun player when he's good, but that loss, whatever. Lael Collins. Okay, yeah, we we definitely are going to have to address some offensive line stuff, but I it is no you you can say what you want about the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys draft well. We have yeah. done well in the draft uh over the years. So, you always have the best team on paper it seems like. I know, and and we're going to draft well this year and we're going to fix the offensive line, the holes. But the Zeke thing, this is going to sound crazy what I'm about to say. Crazy, because you've never heard me say this. Uh Uh-oh. I am not out on Zeke at all. Yeah. I think last year he was injured. Uh, I wish he wouldn't have kept playing. I wish he would have let it heal and get better. But if we are complaining about how terrible Zeke is, and he has a 10-touchdown, 1,000-yard rushing season, boy, we're spoiled. Yeah. We're spoiled, and I think that that is just with the expectation that being a cowboy is. I agree, and and obviously his contract is big, but but. The funny part about the Zeke contract thing is people are crying and complaining now that we 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 paid Zeke all those years ago when he was the best at his position, and now we're crying and complaining that we wouldn't pay Amari. Uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. So who who? It's just when it happened. But let me say this about Zeke. I've got one more year left. I've got Ryan Humphreys has one more year of of being on the Zeke train, and if he is not. If he's not what I think he is capable of this year, uh, fast forward a year, I will apologize for for being on the Zeke train for a couple years too long. What kind of numbers I think will make he, your will make your mind change that he's still your guy? I I do think he's still the guy, but, but okay, like we'll I solidify. He, I think if he has eleven hundred yards, or, or I think if he has twelve hundred yards of total offense, twelve hundred yards, and double digit touchdowns. I think everybody can stick a sock in it. Yeah. To tell you the truth. I'll give you that. And I think Pollard has a big role coming this year. I think he has a breakout. I think he'll have a breakout season. And if Zeke fails this year, the switch will come or Pollard will go. I think he'll go somewhere where they're going to give him some money. And and I know you always say, like, why get rid of a guy when you have a two-headed horse? But I think eventually someone's going to want to pay Tony Pollard some money to play for them. In a year, we can have this same conversation and I think one of us will be right and one of us will be wrong. And I'm okay with admitting that if it's me. But I think if Zeke, 1,200 yards total offense and double-digit touchdowns, everybody needs to shut the heck up. I agree with what you. Do you well, I mean, we, we, we had the number one offense last year, Dalton. Yeah. And it, well, it's, it's never good enough. It's never going – unless the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter how many games they win, how many division titles they win, what their numbers are, how many turnovers they get, how many touchdowns they score. It'll never be good enough. I mean, that's just – that's what happens when you're the most watched team. And I have decided as a Cowboys fan, as a diehard and true, true Cowboys fan, 
I hate Cowboys fans. I hate the other ones. They suck. <laughs> really? They suck. You're dog. joining the bandwagon. No, I'm joining the I'm a Cowboy fan. You guys <laughs> suck bandwagon is what I'm joining. It's terrible. I can't even get on social media anymore. It's rough. It's awful. And, and I feel that too as a Packer fan because we switch on each other so fast. God. We switch on the team. We switch on players. But the Cowboy fans are on another dimension. Dude, and you know it, I know it, and the American people know it. The same people that are bitching and moaning about Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, Cowboys offense, oh, we're not making any moves. If the Cowboys were to win the Super Bowl this year, they'd be the first in line to buy T-shirts for 100%. It. The worst. And they'll say, oh, I, never, I never doubted them. They're I'm screen- always- we, we them boys, Cowboys <laughs> fan for life. Shut up. <laughs> Come over to my house. Yeah. Look at my living room. Yeah. I am true and true, Dalton. I'm going to start taking receipts on these individuals, okay? If you're listening to Walk On Radio and you're questioning, is Ryan talking about me? I am. (laughs) (laughs) I am talking about you because I've had it. Well, uh, we'll go with Cowboys 1 and the rest kind of... uh, Who cares? Yeah. Uh, We're kind of running uh, a little bit short on time, so we're going to have to fly to the NFC West. We had a lot to say. And it does suck because the NFC West is important, but uh, nothing crazy. Seahawks lose Russell Wilson. Drew Locke is their guy for now. I think that'll change. Seattle is a clear-cut last place in this yep. one. We had the 49ers. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, is he going to go? Is he going to stay? What do you think? And, and quickly, you think he's going to... How long has the episode been? Uh, we're at hour 15. That's not terrible. It's We've not terrible. Longer. We've had longer. Jimmy G, I still think he's going to be a Carolina Panther. I think it makes too much sense yeah. today. Uh, not a Pittsburgh Steeler? God, that would Ooh, just be Maybe shoot. an Atlanta Falcon. Maybe I don't know. He, he's not. He's not a 49er, though. Yeah. He Trey Lance uh, era begins. Yeah, but uh, Trey Lance era begins. But you can't keep a guy on your roster that got you to the conference championship and a Super Bowl a couple years ago. If you if you are making the decision to be a Trey Lance era, you have to get rid of Jimmy G. Yeah. And, uh, and the Niners are going to be good. Oh, they're going to be really Debo, good. Debo, George Kittle, good defense. I mean, they're going to be good. Then we have the Los Angeles Chargers, Super Bowl champs, Rams. Not the Charges. The Rams. Double, yeah, yeah. yeah double double Los Angeles. Uh, the Rams, Super Bowl champs, re-signed Matthew Stafford. Yep. Uh, good. I thought, I didn't think he had that many years left. Yes, he does. Uh, anything else? They lose Robert Woods. Odell uh, not coming back, no. it sounds like. They did sign Allen Robinson. Okay. Yeah. That's your boy. It'll be, man, Allen Robinson was about the most disappointing fantasy football player of all time <laughs> last year. You fought for him. But this is certainly... This is certainly the best quarterback he's ever had. Yeah. So, on the other side of Cooper Cup, I think Allen Robinson could have a great year. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Aaron Donald, number 99 on the Rams. Yeah, uh, Urban Meyer doesn't know who that is. Don't, no. uh, don't ask him. No. But the, Ram- the Rams are, are definitely good enough to do it again. Now, their days are numbered. It's going to catch up with them eventually, but the Rams can do it again. I think the Rams need to fill some spots on defense, maybe linebacker, safety, uh, another person for Jalen Ramsey. But because uh, you know Eric Weddle was their starting safety, came right. back, left. So now they have they have Andrew to Whitworth retired. Yeah, oh, yeah. what a good career for that yeah, guy. Good, uh, good career. I love watching offensive linemen, and uh, they're gonna have to fill the offensive line too. And then finally, the Cardinals. Uh, nothing crazy. They do. They did lose Christian Kirk. Still got D Hop, Kyler I, Murray. I've lost pretty much all. Any Chandler Jones is gone. The smidgen of respect that I had for Kyler Murray is pretty Man, much gone. What a what crazy, a crybaby. What a, what a crazy whiny, outcome. It's all about me, Kyler Murray. I mean, I could see he had a terrible game in the playoffs. And I could, and you know, fans turn on their players, but you don't have to make a whole statement about it. Just come on, keep, keep, keep working, move on. Let me and, throw this out there, too. Maybe Kyler Murray's not the problem. Maybe it's Cliff Kingsbury. Really? 
A lot of people have called for his head. I'm not a fan. I told really? you. My, you have, my you spiel, my spiel for the, from now and, and since it's happened, the dude went like 500 at Texas Tech with Patrick freaking Mahomes. Why does that tra- – <laughs> how does that translate? How does that translate to being a good NFL coach? Man, let know. me uh, – Kyler Murray is a Falcon? What's up with you trying to get quarterbacks <laughs> Come on, Falcons, on the, please. Come on, ATL, stand up. Is Rise up. T- is that my team? I think no, it's absolutely not. not. It better not be. <laughs> You're not cursing. Is, is, is Kyler Murray going to – he's a Cardinal now. Is that going to last? Because – Forever? Last forever. Not forever, but it'll last. Years. Yeah, it'll last. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, free agency. Man, there's so much to talk about. But we uh, – I'm glad we got to do this. Of course, like you said, because we took a month off, we had so much to talk about. And it went a little long, but we had a lot of important information. Uh, Hump. Before we end the episode, NFC West, who's winning the division? You got the Rams, you got the Cardinals, you got the 49ers. Space, 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 Seattle Seahawks, who's winning? Dude, call me crazy. Call me crazy. Give me Trey Lance and the Niners to win it. Wow. They make the playoffs. Rams make the playoffs. Cardinals, I'd have to look at the board, but I don't know if they make the playoffs or not. I think the NFC is filled with five. I think there's five teams in all of the NFC that can win the Super Bowl. The Packers, the Cowboys, the Bucks. The Rams and the Niners. Yeah. It's a five-team race. Yeah. I'm what going, about your division? I'm going, uh, I'm going 49ers, too. I think the Rams, if the Rams can fill the pieces that they need to, the Rams will be back. But 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, space, 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 Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. But if yeah, Seattle finds a quarterback, maybe. But I don't know if Drew Locke's the guy. But Hump, what a fun episode. Combine, Pro Day, Spring Ball. Free agency. Any last words before we finish this episode? No, man. It was great to be back. Um, I know you're excited to see my sweet and smiling face. Uh, Dalton and I are going to be on the scene at Pro Day next week, next Tuesday for Sam Houston. Um, we'll see. We'll see you next week. I'm sure we'll have even more to talk about. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, go like our podcast on anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify iHeartRadio. Give it, give it a rate. Give it a, a subscribe. And of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.